hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Oh, man, it's a Tuesday, and we're going to turn up because we got lots of news. Uh, we've got a crazy Game 3 to recap. And there's uh, some new coaches coming to the Seattle Kraken and certainly to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. All right, all right, all right, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. And listen, I've been on the road a lot. You know how it goes. But um, did get to catch game three of the Stanley Cup final. We're going to talk about that. But uh, first uh, piece of news that we have uh, in our What's Kraken segment, if you will. Well, what's cracking is that the Coachella Valley Firebirds, they hired Dan Bilesma. I feel like, am I saying that right? Bilesma? 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 He will be the brand new coach for the 32nd franchise of the American Hockey League, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Now, he won a Stanley Cup in 2009 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was one of the bench bosses for the Charlotte Checkers. And he said in today's press conference with Ron Francis and a few other people from the Coachella Valley Firebirds, that when he took that role for the Seattle, uh, for the, excuse me, Charlotte Checkers, he had the Coachella Valley Firebirds um, role in mind. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, he, of course, was right there with some of our guys as they were developing with the Charlotte Checkers as we were co-parenting in our whole co-parenting situation. So I like that. I like that he knows these guys. He's been a part of hockey for quite some time. I mean, with Buffalo, with Pittsburgh, he has AHL experience. Um some people even saying, hey, is this a way to kind of make his way back to the NHL as a head coach? I know we've talked about it a little bit. I don't know that Dave Haxel has a super long leash, so I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting, but all we do know is that he is the next head coach, or excuse me, he's the first head coach for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I wanted to play some of the um, press conference but it was a weird situation, and whomever was recording it, they had all of us on the screen. So it's just like, you know, like uh, Brady Bunch style. <laughs> so I'm not going to play that on this particular show. I will put it up on the YouTube page. So you should check out Locked on Kraken on YouTube because some of the things that I either mention on here or that we play in part on the show for those who are watching on YouTube or listening on audio, either way, we thank you so much for spending some time with Locked on Kraken. But if you want to see the full context, head over to the YouTube page 
smash that subscribe button. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, it would, it would be great if you subscribed. Um, anyway, I'll put that up just letting you know it's not the greatest thing to watch. But if you want to listen, uh, Bilesma talking about a lot of different things. Ron Francis talking about a lot of different things. And so I think it's definitely TBD. To see how things play out, we have to see what the roster construction is going to look like. You'll hear when you head over to YouTube that I ask one of my favorite questions to ask coaches is, how are you going to build your assistant coaches? Are you looking for someone that essentially is going to uh, be able to plug uh, areas where you don't feel, I don't want to say most confident, but areas where, you know, that's not your expertise? Or are you looking to build people up? Bilesma definitely wants folks that are going to help him build up the AHL skaters. So we keep hearing this from the Seattle Kraken, from the big, big boy franchise all the way through, that um, there is going to be a focus on player development. So that is the selling point that we kept hearing about Dave Haxtell. Now that's what we're hearing about uh, Disco Dan. Ha! Disco Dan Bilesma. Um, so... I think it's going to be interesting. What we also heard um, outside of that is we got some interesting news regarding the AHL team. We had heard, but it was made official today by Ron Francis. And this was a question asked by uh, Sound of Hockey, Darren Brown. <clears throat> but uh, the AHL team will be in Seattle. They will play out of Kraken Community Iceplex. So if you're not a member of The Depths, this might be a good time to look into that. I get no like incentive for saying that. I just know that the depths uh, certainly are going to get those ticket announcements uh, and some probably behind the scenes stuff that you can do at Kraken Community Iceplex. But also just make sure you're following what's happening at Kraken Community Iceplex because the Firebirds are coming there. You're gonna you're gonna have a development camp. We got dates for the development camp. Um, I tweeted that out over at Locked on Kraken, but um, it is going to be July 10th through the 14th is the dates that Ronnie Francis said today. We also know that Kraken Community Iceplex will be not just where the prospects and who eventually will fill out the roster for the Firebirds, not only where they're at in July, but towards the top of the season, the... Coachella Valley facilities are still being built. The practice facility is going to be done uh, end of October, early November. The team will be housed there, locker rooms, all that stuff. And then the big sheet or the big arena is supposed to be done in December. So we'll see. We're going to keep an eye and ear out on those timelines and those plans, try and get you some more from there. But there will be time to see the Firebirds as they will be housed at Kraken Community Iceplex at the top of the season because the plan is to get them having games out there on the West Coast. Well, I guess they'd be in the West Coast, anyway. but the Pacific Northwest so uh, they can use those Seattle facilities and still get the season started. So something to look out for there. Another thing I found interesting from uh, Dave Haxtell is that, or excuse me, from Ron Francis is that we know we have Dave Haxtell as the head coach. It sounded like they were looking into 
getting another goalie coach. I don't know. He seemed almost noncommittal. The point is that Ronnie Francis said a lot about what needs to get done before the draft, and they're focusing a lot on player personnel. Um, or personnel, I should say, coaching and staff. Um, I think that's smart. Obviously, if you want to be competitive in free agency, one way to do that is by getting your staff in order. And it seems like there might be some of that that's happening with the Seattle Kraken. They also mentioned that there might be a few additional roles that are filled or that they're looking to bring on board. So um, maybe we'll have more updates. But right now... Disco Dan is the guy that the Seattle Kraken are turning to to get the AHL affiliate. I like this because, uh, well, he was with the Charlotte Checkers. They had a great season. Um, if you want to know more about Dan, you can head over to the Seattle Kraken webpage. And Bob Condor has an article up for you. Of course, the Seattle Kraken always have pretty awesome graphics. And um, I thought I had it open. Sorry. And um, you also can just kind of take a look at Dan Bilesma and, and what he's got going on. So this is not the graphic that I was looking for. But either way, um, happy pride. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, coming up next unlocked on Kraken. We're going to get into this. There's still watch parties to be had. We're going to talk about that, what the Seattle Kraken have coming up, uh, who and where the Seattle Kraken prospects are still playing. And of course, we're going to talk about <laughs> game three of the Stanley Cup final, one that maybe Colorado wants to forget. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Right now, let me tell you about family-owned business. Been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. That's rockauto.com. You save time and money when you use rockauto.com for all of your vehicle needs. Why would you spend 30% more, 50% more, even 100% more on auto parts at a brick-and-mortar store or, you know, whatever, one of these chain stores when you can go to rockauto.com? Use your desktop. You can use your laptop. You can use your mobile device. Scan through their category and their inventory. Look for your make and model and get exactly what you need. Tail lamps, brake parts, new carpet. They've got it all for you at rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, for your truck, whatever you're driving these days. And make sure you type in locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. I still want to make sure you know about the Locked On Podcast listener survey. This is an opportunity for you as a longtime listener of the network. Uh, we've been going um, almost a year strong, almost a year strong over at Locked On Kraken. So you have an opportunity to share how things are going. And that is by going to LockedOnPodcasts.com backslash survey. Check out the show notes for the link. If you fill out the survey, you are entered for a chance to win one of our 10 
$100 gift certificates to Ticketmaster.com. We appreciate your feedback, so make sure you give it lockedonpodcasts.com backslash survey. Okay. Uh, talked a little bit, or you saw that there is going to be a watch party. Tomorrow is game four. So you can watch the playoffs with the Seattle Kraken, uh, so to speak, or at least with the organization uh, at 32 Bar and Grill. Last time I was in Seattle, this thing was still being built. Uh, there's going to be special discounts on Coors Light and Westland Whiskey Woo! all night long, a part of the Anchor Alliance. So that's tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific time, local time for those of you in Seattle. But what are they watching? They're watching the Stanley Cup. And that's what I did. H- hosted a little watch party as part of Black Rosie Media and the Founding Four podcast because I introduced my new co-host of the Founding Four podcast, Angelica Rodriguez. So go check that out. Um, another group having a, uh, what are they calling it? Uh, a watch along or a live watch or something like that. Too Many Men podcast. Amazing podcast. Love that they gave Black Rosie Media and me a shout out. I was very appreciative. So they're having a watch party. So if you can't make it to 32 Barn Grill, if you want to have some good laughs, watch along with Too Many Men. I know I will be. But uh, Too Many Goals. Too Many Goals was the name of the game if you are a Colorado fan, of which my new co-host of Founding 4 Pod is. But let's take a look at, oh my, holy cannoli. They had four goals in the second stanza. That's after scoring two in the first. They scored six goals total on the Colorado Avalanche, who the game before put up a seven spot on them. Goals on goals on goals. We said this was going to be a clash of the Titans, and oh my, have the Titans come out to play. Woo! Amazing, 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 amazing. This was a wild game to watch live, along with my new co-host of the Founding Four podcast. She was not too thrilled. What I saw was a Tampa team, uh, well, both teams, really, just the transition play was ridiculous. The breakaways, amazing. What that also means is that the defense was not so great. Not so great. You know I love defense. This was not the game to watch if you love defense. But let's hear what the guys over at uh, Locked on Avalanche had to say after this game three. The Colorado Avalanche dropped the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals to Tampa Bay in game three, six to two. And this was just uh, a, a cause for just everything going wrong for the Avalanche. Everything has gone right for them, especially in game two with that seven to nothing lead. But it just seemed like they, they got out in front first, but a challenge by Tampa Bay, which negated a goal from Val Nachuskin. And then it was just the Avs did get another one and they did take a lead. But then once Tampa got going, based on a lot of Avalanche mistakes, I kind of want to give, you know, I do have to give some credit to Tampa, but the Avs just did not play their game in game three, and Tampa made them pay for it. It was a perfect storm for the Avalanche 
third loss of the entire playoffs to come off such an emotional high in game two to go home to Tampa for a very angry defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champion to get in there, get their feet going, and Vasilevsky sit down, lock down, and take game three from the avalanche. Yeah. So much so that Darcy Kemper was pulled, and in the off day, that is going to be the conversation. Who starts for the Avs in game four? I think you'd have to lean a little bit here towards Pavel Francouz, uh, but we we will see. Darcy Kemper did not look good. I mean, it didn't look good for a lot of reasons for the Avalanche, but he's definitely one of them. So that's what's going to be the talk, and uh, we will see in game four. But if nothing else, this guarantees another game at home for the Avs, and they could potentially win it on home ice, which is what everybody wants to see anyway if they can take these next two games. Going to be easier said than done. Well, there you have it, folks. Easier said than done. Colorado, that's what my uh, co-host was saying as well, Angelica. She wants Colorado to win on home ice. But I was listening to the Too Many Men podcast. And, of course, Allison Lucan, our very own, our near and dear Allison Lucan, was challenging her co-hosts, Shayna and Sarah, to think about the statistics and think about um, a few different metrics and see if what they thought each team would do in those metrics would measure up about what we know analytically about those metrics. So I don't know. I think um, <laughs> I think I've said this before. Colorado is a team that definitely can show weakness when they're tired, when they're fatigued. I mean, this is most people, myself included, but boy, do they look beat. Oh, they look very slow on their feet. They reach, they get silly fouls when they're not in the groove. Seven to nothing, they win game two. They lose game three, six to two. And I'm telling you, the breakaways in this game it's exciting if you like offense, but if you like defense, you were absolutely just crying on the inside. There is no defense. Absolutely no defense. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see both teams be able to clean it up by tomorrow night. Game four, you can watch alongside your Kraken peers at Kraken Community Iceplex or you can watch the live watch party with Too Many Men podcast. That's what I'll be doing. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, uh, we have the NHL Awards. And we have some updates. And so we're going to talk about that. So let's talk about awards, folks. We're going to talk about awards. Uh, we've got the NHL Awards happening right now. And Moritz Cedar is the Calder Memorial Trophy Award winner uh, from Detroit, from the Red Wings. And um, we're going to get, like, so, so all of these are coming in pretty much live as I'm on. Uh, this is uh, the award for the player selected as most proficient in his first year of competition, selected by the professional Professional Hockey Writers Association. So, uh, rookie defenseman um, and 
really the only other player in contention for the particular award, Trevor Zegris from Anaheim. All right. But that's not all, folks. We've got other awards, like the Vesna Trophy goes to Rangers' own Igor Sisterskin. The Vesna Trophy is awarded to the goaltender adjudged adjudged <laughs> to be the best as his at his position as selected by the NHL general managers. Now Igor Shesterkin is the only goaltender that had uh, 100 plus points, 29 first place votes. The person after him, Jacob Markstrom from Calgary. Uh, so pretty much Igor had this one in the bag is basically what that says. Um, here we go. Kale McCarr. I keep saying we're going to talk about number four picks. And then all this other stuff keeps coming up. But a uh, number four pick is your James Norris Trophy winner. This is awarded to the defensive player who demonstrates throughout the season the greatest all-around ability in the position. Uh, lots of co um, comparisons going around for Kale McCarr. I like a good defender. Had a really gnarly goal. I talked about that with uh, Angelica Rodriguez on the Founding Forward podcast live watch yesterday. So congratulations, Kale McCarr. We also have Austin Matthews. Hello. Can you see me? Uh, Austin Matthews wins the Ted Lindsay Award from the NHL Players Association. What I thought was really interesting is there was like this big thing made of Matthews becoming, let me pull this up here. He is the first Maple Leaf player to be selected um, by his peers as most outstanding. And the reason I thought that was kind of funny is because, again, if you listen to too many men, they have this thing. And I have known for as long as I've known men's hockey uh, that people absolutely are just exhausted by Maple Leafs fans. Like, uh, they're exhausting. Uh, it's probably, it sounds, what you, what you all sound like is what, like, everyone who's not a New York Yankees fan sounds like. And I know that I'm in that camp for sure because I'm not only not a Yankees fan, but I'm a Mets fan. So I have no reason to be nice to the Yankees. Anyway, that's a complete aside, a totally different sport. But um, Austin Matthews, great talent. Um, you know, not without some questionable elements, but on – as far as hockey is concerned, um, good hockey player. Seems to be liked. But uh, we got more awards in before I was able to put all of these up. Um, including that Austin Matthews also wins the Hart Memorial Trophy. The player adjudged to be most valuable to his team. So the MVP award, oh, I have lots of thoughts about what MVP really means. They also announced the all-rookie and NHL first and second teams. So we talked about Moritz, um, Trevor Zegris, 
are on that rookie team. Um, also first and second round for, uh, for the NHL. So these just came through as I was on, but, um, let's first take you to the, uh, to the all rookie team, I guess. Yeah. Let's start with the rookies. Let's start with the rookies. Um, and so there they go. Trevor Zegris, Lucas Raymond, Michael Bunting, Moritz Cedar, Alexander Car Carter Carrier, and Jeremy Swayman. Um, so no one from the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Did we expect anything? No. Not for the all-rookie team. First team, all-star first team, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Johnny Gaudreau, Kale McCarr, Roman Josie, and Igor Shesterkin. For your second team, your second team all-stars, Mark Strom, we talked about him, Hedman, obviously still playing, Connor McDavid, Matthew Tuchuk, uh, Huberto, uh, Charlie McAvoy as well. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. I mean... Not really expecting to see too many Seattle Kraken players uh, named, uh, but that's okay. So um, those are the awards. There's still more coming in, but we're going to leave it there for now, and we'll catch up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken. I want to remind you, for everything that you need, not just in the Stanley Cup final, but throughout the entire season and offseason, Make sure to make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day after Locked on Kraken, of course. Uh, Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. You can hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Um, I had a really cool uh, like wellness moment. I had an episode, uh, <laughs> this has happened twice, already but anyway the, the point is I, I missed out on a really cool wellness tip so I'm going to give it to you again because you didn't see it the first time I've talked about this painting before uh the colors were inspired by ooh, um Stonewall actually um and the trans flag in particular the blending technique um, was in honor of pride. It was, uh, just a YouTuber that I watch. Uh, this was one of the wellness things that I did during the pandemic. Try something new. I'm not a fan of all of these, uh, trees. This one's not my favorite. Of course, that's the one that's right in the front, but, um, I tried something new folks. And I think you should too. Get out of your comfort zone. I don't know what that's going to look like for you. Maybe it's learning how to do acrylic paint um, from YouTube. I have a good friend of mine who actually lives in Seattle. Um, and she started roller skating, you know, like doing the turns and like all the glides and stuff. I don't know what you call it uh, from a technical aspect. But try something new. Go out on a limb and just be really bad at something that you really enjoy doing. That's my wellness tip for you today. I'll have another one for you tomorrow. Hold fast, stay true, be good to yourself and to everyone else, and I will catch you next time on Locked on Kraken.